the the donut donut box the donut box Traveling is super fun. It's exciting. You get to experience new cultures or new places, but it can also be anxiety-ridden, especially if you've struggled with your relationship with food. So let's talk about how to eat while traveling. My name is Joe Sebastian. I'm a registered nutritionist and dietitian, and welcome to The Donut Box, where we unbox stories and talk about things we usually don't talk about. And today, it's eating while traveling. So if you're ready, let's unbox this story. It's Joe and Salaja and you're listening to The Donut Box. Okay, for this episode, we are going to be talking about eating while traveling. Ooh, this is okay. my favorite episode. <laughs> my favorite. Because we have traveled a lot the past few months, we went to Japan in July, we went to Taiwan, Singapore and Malaysia in September. We went to Japan again in October. We feel like we are traveling veterans now. <laughs> we can share with you some of our tips for eating while traveling. Heck okay. yeah! Oh my god, thinking about it makes me want to eat stuff and go travel because my god, oh, food is probably my favorite part of traveling. For sure. Like that's definitely like we were talking about like what type of traveler are you? What what do you usually like to do? And for me, I thought I was like a shopper, like all I wanted to do was like shop while traveling. But then I realized that the type of traveling or the reason why I like traveling is number one, of course, the food. And number two, it's to create experiences. So I'm not the type of person who just like society, like, oh, there's a temple there. And oh, there's like this here. It's like, I want to be able to do stuff around the area so when we went to singapore we would like we biked um and that was like so fun because i was like wow okay i'm doing something new in a different place and that's what excites me but of course food forever you know yeah just to go a little bit off track i i feel like i realized i'm like a f- all-around traveler i shopped mm-hmm. more than joe yeah um <laughs> I love the sightsee and sometimes Joe's like, okay, we can keep going now. I was like, but wait, I got to look at this one more for, for longer. And then Joe's just like, okay, you looked at it for long enough. And then we go to the next one. Yeah. And then, yeah, of course, the food and the experiences. Mm-hmm. I realized that I, I thrive on all of that. Mm-hmm. But man, the food, I feel like the food is like my tip top. For sure. For like, I, I'm pretty sure for a lot of people, food is like the biggest reason why they travel because it's part it's like it's you're experiencing culture through food you know that's like the easiest way you can really experience somebody's culture is through their food and by easiest it's like the most accessible you know like you can just even in your own country you can try many different food items and all of those things but of course the authentic is always the best you know and i just want to add on to what you said I think the thing that keeps me from shopping is usually because in my mind, I'm comparing prices and I'm like, this price is so close to the Philippine price. I'm like, I don't need it here. I can just get it in the Philippines. That's why I end up not shopping. No, but for me, like a lot of the stuff, even if it was close to Philippine price, a lot of stuff that I bought, you could only buy there. Like, for example, the jacket that I got from Taiwan Uniqlo, pretty sure that wasn't in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, those are there are those stuff for me because I guess like I'm not really into shopping clothes as much because I have so many already. So it's like, unless I find something that's super like, wow, I love it. This is the only place I can find this. So it takes a lot 
more now for me to buy something. You did a lot of shopping in Japan, though. That's for sure. Oh yeah, because we were buying rackets and like those were the yeah. price. That's the price that was like yeah. so different. <laughs> like, yeah, and actually, when we did go shopping, a lot of it was for like snacks too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So it still revolved around food. The pasalubong, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. So, so we're gonna talk about our tips or the things that we learned while traveling, and the reason why is because. Um, one, I'm a dietitian and I mostly talk about your relationship with food and your body and And two, I am I like food. <laughs> yes. And two, we like food. But also is we both struggled with our relationship with food. And I think it's because this is the first time that I don't know, is it the first time that you've traveled where food wasn't really the biggest like worry for you anymore? Because for me, I didn't really let myself live for a long time. Like when I went to Singapore in 2015 with my family, I definitely recall feeling a lot of guilt, choosing specific foods and like stressing about the food that I would choose. So us traveling this year was a whole new experience for me because one, of course, traveling with you, but two, because I had a very different relationship with food and my body where I was able to appreciate food and everything else that was going on so much more than if I had done this traveling when it was 2014, deep in my disordered eating and just worrying about how this trip would make would would affect my weight. Yeah, actually, um, I think traveling was one of the few instances wherein because I would travel with my parents because I don't have money wherein my parents actually don't say much about when i eat so i never felt that pressure even though i was already traumatized before and i already developed an eating disorder i would actually still resort to my bulimia and whatnot um so yeah there were a lot of times that i would eat really good food and then there it goes into the toilet okay so definitely like a different experience traveling now, right? There's like a little bit more relief, a little bit more freedom when it came to that. And that's actually the big reason why I wanted to share it. Also, because the holidays are kicking in, you will likely be traveling now. And hopefully this episode is going to help you to arm you with some tips and tricks to put up your sleeve for your next trips. So let's give you a few tips. I'll start. Number one tip for me, you don't need to prepare for your trip, okay? And I don't mean this like, yeah, don't book your hotels or don't do this, <laughs> not that. I mean, you don't need to prepare in the sense where you're going to go run extra miles and take extra gym days or eat extra clean prior to your trip. This is not something that you have to do, okay? Because when you do this, you are more likely going to feel exhausted, irritable, and more hungry for your trip that it might actually make it not as enjoyable if you have Mm -hmm. to mentally and physically prepare yourself in that way prepare yourself because yeah you might be walking a lot so you should probably make sure your stamina is good but don't do it in a way to earn food that you're going to be eating on your trip i can't relate to that because i i never really do that stuff but it it's logical right but it is logical that if you deprive yourself from food and you work so hard before the trip, 
sometimes you lose energy sometimes you become moody it can it can make you more grouchy and you know that just can ruin the overall experience when you're there or before getting there sorry yeah even before you're there you're already like super hungry you're already super tired you know um another example for this situation is you don't have to prepare your body for like a wedding or for your graduation because a lot of people are like that and and i understand that you know you want to look your best for this very special day you're gonna travel you want to make sure that the photos look really really good but sometimes it backfires you know because now your energy is drained now you are depleted and possibly what you're going to remember from that trip is the stress and dread you had to do to prepare for it instead of the trip itself so that is one of the most important tips for me it's really to not have to prepare yourself physically and mentally through exercise or restriction or any specific diets because that just might impact us more in a negative way the next tip so it would be to make a list or a food map of all the foods that you would want to try when you go travel the reason that that's good is because since you have a list you won't forget to eat it because you see it like oh yeah i haven't tried this yet i'll eat it but two it actually helps can help you space out the foods that you want to try because i remember there's this one time where joe and i just like oh yep eat that one eat that one eat that one and we got so full we got not just that but like we actually ended up not knowing what to eat next right and we actually like didn't know what else was there to try that was taiwan oh well yeah but actually that also happened in japan where because we were just eating whatever we saw we ended up missing a lot of the things that we wanted to try we were like, oh we didn't get to try this and this and this and this because we were just eating whatever was was around so the food map is not necessarily to say okay this is the only food you're allowed to eat or anything like that but it's going to just help you pace yourself but also help you with the scarcity mindset because the scarcity mindset is that thought that okay you're in a different country you're, when are you going to be able to eat these foods again? Like, just eat as much of it as you can, you know, eat whatever you see. That is most likely going to happen. That is the mindset that we are trying our best to, to um, what do you call this, to be aware of. You know, it's not a bad mindset. It's an obvious thing that's going to happen. You're in a different country. Who knows when you're going to be able to go back or not even a different country, a different place, you know? It can be in Davao, it can be in Cebu, and you're like, oh, this is the first time I'm going to be able to eat Cebu lechon. This might be the only time I can eat Cebu lechon. I'm going to eat as much of it as I can, because I'm never going to be able to eat it again. This scarcity mindset really dives deep, and while it's not necessarily bad, it can just make us or lead us to feeling very uncomfortably full yeah i agree with that but at the same time i kind of disagree i i i like to have the mentality of if i see it and i know i want to get it i'm going to get it because it might be the last time i eat it but that doesn't mean that you should eat everything because of that mentality but that's the beauty of traveling you see it and you want it you get it and it just there's two there's always two outcomes you not you don't like it or you like it and if you like it and you see it again on your trip or you put it on your food map then you can get it again but if you don't like it at least you told yourself i tried it 
and I was spontaneous and it was there and I took my chance. Yeah, of course. I'm you're taking my tip or my my thought into like the extreme part of it. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be spontaneous. I'm not saying you have to plan every single thing that you're going to eat, but it's really just going to help you be more mindful of that scarcity mindset because there's a tendency to be like we were in Taiwan. You're just like, oh, dumplings. I'm in Taiwan. I'm going to eat dumplings all the time. We ate so many dumplings and a lot of them so connected to each other. Not all of the dumplings tasted good. (laughs) Okay. And not all of the food. I enjoyed all the dumplings. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) I loved all the dumplings. (laughs) I ate all the dumplings. I ate Joe's dumplings. (laughs) And my God, I do not regret it because I love dumplings. Okay. So, you know, there are really just those instances where one, the food does not actually do to what you wanted it or what you imagined it. And then now you have to eat it because it's going to because now you just have to eat it. So that's kind of the thing that we're trying to avoid as much as possible is ending up feeling uncomfortable with food that didn't satisfy you. And because of the scarcity mindset, it can really kick in where it's like, oh, I'm in Paris. I'm going to eat every single croissant that I see. You know, I'm just going to eat whatever, every single croissant I pass. You won't have room or space for the other foods that you want to try. So the food map is just kind of this way to remind you that, oh, yeah, you wanted to try authentic sushi. So make sure you have a time to get that authentic sushi, you know? And this is so funny because it's coming from the couple that literally ate conveyor belt sushi almost every (laughs) single day of the trip. Okay. But (laughs) Yeah, but then at that trip, we had already tried a lot of different foods already. You know that's true yeah. yeah if you like something and you want to stick with it's it so good go yeah. for it you know that's exactly okay. just like me and my dumplings <laughs> yeah i'm not saying that you have to try all of these variety of foods it's again it's just that reminder that like sometimes the scarcity mindset really just takes over and it might um impact that the rest of the trip so for example our first trip in japan we didn't get to try what was that kushikatsu is that the right word? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was kushikatsu. It's uh basically it's a it's a type it's a skewered katsu f- like fried dish that with originates anything. from Osaka <laughs> with anything. Like, basically deep fried skewered anything. Yeah. And we didn't get to try that because we were in this mindset of like eat whatever you see. Eat this, eat this, eat this, eat this. We just didn't happen to see the kushikatsu at the right time and we ended up really full. So with a food map you're able to take note of Oh, right. I ha- I wanted to try a ramen, so I want to make sure that I have this on a specific day or a specific time. If I see it, I'll try it. And then if I've already tried ramen and I have the option between a ramen shop and another shop that I haven't tried yet, maybe this is going to help me choose that other place because I want to be able to experience all the food. Yeah, that's true. But you know what's funny about the kushikatsu thing the first time? We were like, we couldn't find it. But we were literally staying at the place like literally our hotel was on this strip in in osaka called um shinsekai it's a yeah it's like an area in osaka that literally has a kushikatsu shop on almost every corner yeah that was our mistake for not exploring the area first (laughs) like we we ended up exploring it on our last night like when we were gonna leave already but we were already kind of full. So by the time we got there, it was like, huh. <laughs> it was literally right there. What are we and there. Do now? <laughs> and there. And there. And there. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So our next tip try not 
to get too hungry on the trip. Okay. So I know it might be something that you're thinking of. It's like, oh yeah, I want to make sure that I only eat the the good stuff or I'm going to make sure that I'm just going to have like a really big dinner, save my calories for this and that. But when you get too hungry, you're going to get really irritable. You're going to get so um, hangry. It's going to impact the rest of your trip. If you are traveling hungry, trust that that is going to negatively impact your experience and also maybe whoever you're traveling with (laughs) your your communication you know there was a lot of times where i was so hangry while we were traveling and elijah would just be like where do you want to eat and i was like i don't know like just choose and there was like (laughs) it got got rough (laughs) hey that's not my fault that's her fault so she can't blame me on that but um, i'm not blaming you i'm saying hangry is bad yeah and i was that one that you know made you made miserable like what you said right the, your partners i'm the partner <laughs> <laughs> no but like to add on to what joe was saying when also when you get really hungry you might tend to overeat mm-hmm. and uncomfortably so yes and sometimes that was my problem like at night i would have too big of a dinner and it would take forever for me to fall asleep or for me mm-hmm. to like to feel digested. comfortable to like to lay down. That's why I would always drink tea after all of my meals like our dinners. But at the same time, like I don't know. I don't know if this is counted as like as a bad mentality, but you end up overeating and so that takes away from other foods. I don't know if that counts, but well, th- that's true because when you overeat and then you just feel very uncomfortable, it just really impacts a lot of your experience. And we're not saying overeating is bad. Like that happens. Enjoy your food for sure. But when you eat to an uncomfortable level, like that overeating to very uncomfortable levels, it's just really hard to like feel good, to still want to keep walking around, to keep enjoying your trip. So I think that that's kind of what we just want to to emphasize on you know it's like yes go ahead eat and have fun but make sure you're still at a comfortable level and a comfortable pacing as you're eating your your fun foods so that you you have you can experience all of the other things as well because let's say whenever we would have our our biggest dinner uh, our biggest meals would always be dinner because like we're going to head back to the hotel already and we can just like rest but we tried to keep our first meal and our second meal and our snacks not too heavy just because if we're going to walk another 10,000 steps and we're already so tired and like getting sleepy because we ate too much it's going to impact a big chunk of the the, the trip the experience yeah like i'm the firm believer of like being out as much as i can like i'm i we paid good money for this and i love this country i love seeing everything and i want to spend as much of my time out there exploring and tasting good food and yeah we we've there were times where we had to push through because we had a big lunch or we ate too much and we got sleepy we got tired and there were even there was even a time actually one of our first times where we fell asleep right we actually took a nap and rested. yeah but that was also from the plane trip as well yeah, we got, yeah we got that's too true late. yeah yeah but like in general like pushing through when you're having a food coma mm-hmm. oh, man that, that really ruins it yeah. <laughs> yeah like you feel drunk 
almost and then you're just like walking like yeah. I'm sort of you're going back to the hotel I'm like I'm feeling like I'm drunk you know like <laughs> that was really the worst yeah and like walking around feeling drunk and it's just it's so hard especially if you weren't like trying to dr- be drunk you know like there's there's a difference between like yeah I wanted to go out and drink versus like I'm in a food coma and just cannot walk straight anymore yeah for me I think the place that happened to me the most that did was like Malaysia Singapore really? just because yeah because I, I would no not really because we didn't go like that was during dinner right and we were gonna go home ready mine was was Malaysia Singapore because I would eat like pita bread and like you know like I would eat so many because I loved it I just loved it and I just want to keep eating it and we went to so many uh, food centers right so I think that was the place where I really didn't pace myself. I ate really heavy lunches. I ate dinners. I ate second dinners. And uh, I mean, was it worth it? Yeah. Was it like, was it hard? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was just like always in a state of, oh my God, I'm so yeah. full. Yeah, that's really what we are trying. You try to balance when you're traveling is that being able to enjoy, experience everything, but making sure you're still comfortable and um, feeling good as you do it. Because we can, we we have a tendency to take take it to the to the overboard side where it's like eat everything that's available, do everything that you can. When you get to your hotel, you're just drop dead. I'm so exhausted, and you have to keep doing that for a few days. And that's something that's like. We really have to learn how to to pace yourself in that regard when when you do that. It's definitely understandable if you're like, yes, enjoy the moment. Go, 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 go. Just remember as well, there are moments that you have to take to breathe. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. My next tip would be to stay hydrated. Yes. Mm -hmm. With what? With what? With water, with water. (laughs) And melon soda. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, stay hydrated. Um, But let's let's clarify. When we're talking about, like, because you're probably going to walk a lot. But let's clarify. There's a difference between traveling and going on a vacation, Mm -hmm. right? Going on a vacation... But also stay hydrated when you're on a vacation. Vacation, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Always stay hydrated, basically. But um, the difference between, for me, traveling and vacation, vacationing, I just want to stay at one place, relax, mm-hmm. and not really do much. Traveling, for me, entails a lot of walking and mm-hmm. literally, literally traveling, traveling. Mm-hmm. right? And so when you're traveling and you're walking different places, you end up walking a lot. For us, we would, uh, in Japan, we walked anywhere between 20 to 30,000 steps. In Taiwan, around eighteen to twenty, and in Malaysia, Singapore, around eighteen to twenty thousand mm-hmm. steps, and that's a lot of steps. Yeah. That's like wear the right shoes, guys. That's like eighteen. <laughs> that's like almost twenty kilometers, like eighteen, mm-hmm. fifteen, fifteen kilometers of walking every day, or more. It depends. And when you walk and you do activities, you end up losing water because you sweat. Yes. Even being on the plane for a few hours, like even just being on the plane for two hours already depletes you, you know? Yeah, like our mouths were so dry. Yeah. 
right? That's because you have to pay for um, water on the plane, and that's that sucks. So sad. <laughs> Luckily, in the, our Japan one, we we got complimentary water, but the Malaysia, Singapore, and the Taiwan one, not not so good. But yeah, you walk a lot, you travel a lot, you your body goes with a lot of water, so drink because sometimes, like I said, it'll ruin that. It will ruin. Your time, it'll ruin your mood. You're, yeah. you're thirsty. Your energy, your energy's low. You might get cramps, mm-hmm. right? You're sweating so much. Yeah. You think you're hungry, but you're actually just dehydrated. So you drink some water. And a tip for those who are traveling, who are going to be, who need water, if you have the ability, if it's like tap water is avail- available, if you have like a collapsible cup, you can bring that in your bag. If you have a bottle itself, you can also bring that around. So Japan is drinkable tap water, but even their restaurants serve you water. When we went to Taiwan, Singapore, and Malaysia, it was so hard to get tap water where we were eating. And of course, we weren't eating in like fancy places. <laughs> so, um, you know, th- that's the thing. But it would always be bottled water. So we really had to look for places that were like cheap bottled water or like ask for more water in the hotel. So it's really about planning as well how you're going to hydrate yourself. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, weird, no? Taiwan, Malaysia, Singapore. Like, because usually if there's like in japan they they use sometimes serve yourself water like the water would be like on the counter and there would be little cups and then you could serve yourself i didn't see that at all in in malaysia singapore and the one time we asked for water they gave us bottled water so we had to pay more for that and we, like, we still had to pay for it <laughs> we yeah like, Oops, they didn't know that they didn't have regular water that like tap water essentially like service water it's all bottled water for a lot of places. So it's really important to be mindful uh, of that. The, the fact that you're, you might need to look for water, you know, and melon soda. And melon soda. Melon soda is, <laughs> is life. It's nectar. That's and water. In, <laughs> and in um, Malaysia, Singapore, it was the... Ice cream soda. Ice cream soda, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Taiwan, I think so much, right? Yeah. We're we didn't really you're get Coke Zero. You're just doing Coke Zero. Oh no, milk tea. What are you talking about? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hydrated with milk tea. Milk tea in the yeah, veins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> milk tea in the veins with the boba <laughs> and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So make sure you're also spacing yourself with the water. Because there were a lot of times where I'm like, I'm so hungry. And then I'm just like drinking. I'm just like eating everything, but I'm still hungry. And then apparently I was like very thirsty. And I didn't have space anymore for water because I was so full. So, you know, it's really important to have that in mind. We usually would get not from the 7-Elevens, but more of the local shops, like the local places that would serve uh, the local convenience store ish places like mini like they're not groceries, but they're they're like some stalls that would sell different things. They would have cheaper water than your 7-Eleven. Still a bit pricey, but cheaper than 7-Eleven. I think the cheapest one was in uh, Malaysia, right? Yeah. We had like yeah. 12 peso, one liter bottles uh, of water. 1.5 liter. For 12 pesos, you know? That was in Mr. DIY. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Shout out to Mr. DIY. Sponsor us. Yes, yes. <laughs> Okay, let's go to our last tip here. Our last tip for traveling is to remember to be in the moment. This is so important. While you do have to keep 
being mindful of your scarcity mindset, make sure you hydrate yourself, um, know what you want to eat as well, if you can research ahead of time so that you know the things and the spots that you're going to try. But at the end of everything, be in the moment, because life is about making experiences and having experiences. When these moments are clouded by the amount of calories that you're going to eat, the amount of steps you have to do so that you can burn off the food that you ate. These are the memories that might stick. So we want to make sure that you are looking back at your trip and you are remembering the really good times and not just stressing about the food that you're going to eat or the weight that you might gain. You may gain weight, you might lose weight, you might maintain your weight. But one thing that you won't get back is that moment that's happening while you're traveling. Yeah. I mean, the amount of conversations I struck up in all of our travels together over food, whether it be complimenting the chef or telling them that it tasted really good to just like, you know, them seeing me taste it and it's just so good you know like my like my reaction to it just like really puts you in in that in that moment of like wow i'm here i'm tasting this i'm i'm with the locals i'm talking i'm mingling and you really feel what it is to travel that joy and by hindering yourself right by thinking, oh, I don't want to eat that. No, it's okay. Like, uh, I'm saving up for something else, or uh, I've I've had my calories for tonight for today, or or no, I'm gonna gain weight. Then that takes away from the full experience. That takes away from 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 you fully enjoying and fully putting yourself out there, from enjoying the culture, from actually traveling right you know of course there's going to be some apprehensions there are times that there might you know it's human it's that's how we are we, we stress you know like sometimes you can't help it yeah these but are normal feelings of course these are normal feelings but do your best to just enjoy yourself you know you're you're there you're there <laughs> yeah traveling is definitely a rush because you're trying to soak up all of the memories you're trying to do document as much of it as you can specifically for us you're trying to vlog with like <laughs> the cameras the phones take photos all of these things you're trying to do all of these things sometimes you forget to just be in that moment to enjoy the food to take in the sights sometimes elijah and i would have to literally just like stand and like stare at a specific place and be like okay take it in take it in like we had to remind ourselves that because sometimes it's really just a rush of everything where you don't want to miss a second, but you also want to be able to experience it all and you just want to keep going. So remember why you are traveling. What is the purpose of this trip? What do you want to do? What do you want to experience? Is it the food? Is it a specific places? What do you want to remember? And try to focus on that. If you gain weight, whatever. If you get full, it's okay. It's going to happen just make sure you enjoy yourself don't regret it live your life to its fullest and enjoy yolo <laughs>
<laughs> the most important yolo <laughs> oh um also a quick extra tip if you're traveling with other people share share food the more you get to try when you're sharing like whenever we would go out we would always just uh try to share as much as we could so that we would be able to yeah. try everything joe and i would never get the same food yeah because it's like you know we'll just have everything <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You get to try it more, and then yeah. you end up. Well, yeah, I like that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, when we do end up liking it, we end up ordering one more order of it. So yeah, if ever like we wanted more. Yeah. Okay. So, do yeah. you have any final things to say? I think we said it all. If you have the opportunity to travel, travel. Yes. If oh, you have so the important. means to travel, travel. Traveling doesn't mean other countries. It can mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Even traveling exactly. to somewhere so close by. You know, like somewhere, like people are talking about Manila, that like Tondo food trips. And I think that's something we haven't done yet. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've done that. Okay, whatever. I I told that. you to come with us. And you're like, oh, that's not really my place. No, when was yes. that? Yes. When I was like, yeah, come with me and Sachi. We go to Tondo to have it. And you're like, oh, that's not really my area. No. Yes. When was that, ba? During clerkship. Oh, but then that took us. You guys do it like in the evening. Like you never, you don't really go in like the daytime. Okay. So, anyways, there are a lot of places that are so close by you, but also are great places to just like experience and and take it in. So just remember that traveling doesn't mean other countries. It can mean locally. It can mean nearby. It can even be just like a day with your family or anything like that. But these tips will definitely still apply. Yeah, agreed. Find find the places within your local areas that you've never been to and look for hidden gems and find what's out there. I mean, I've lived in Marikina, f- in the Philippines and Marikina for over 10 years. And up to now, there's still some places that I'm just like, oh, that existed. How come I never went there? Yeah, Elijah's so, only 10 years old. I'm only 10 years old. <laughs> just kidding. I'm baby. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Episode. Enjoy travel and enjoy, oh, life. enjoy life. Wow! Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> By the way, Melon Soda! <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. I hope that you allow yourself to enjoy life and live it to the fullest. If you want to listen to more episodes, don't forget to follow the pod. And you can also follow us at the Donut Box Pod on Instagram. Don't forget to follow me at It's Joe Sebastian on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Threads, and X. And also at HealWithJoe.rnd on Instagram for more nutrition things. The Donut Box Podcast is an Anima Podcast podcast, so don't forget to follow them for the latest pods. Until the next episode, don't forget, you always deserve to eat.